The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks, welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you from Palmera City in the great DC, EU, DCU universe. Because look up in the sky, there's a new hero in town. It's the Blue Beetle. That's right, folks. We're here to talk about the 14th entry in the DCEU and this weird bin between film. A blue beetle that fits right smack dab in the middle of the transitioning out of the DCEU to James Gunn's DCU. It's Blue Beetle, and we're here to talk about it. Um, with me, is, as always, is Dr. Chase Attorney. Dr. Chase Attorney, Blue Beetle, are you happy for a Blue Beetle? He's here. Jaime Reyes. Why do you sound so unenthused? I'm super enthused. <laughs> it's almost as if you didn't like the movie. I, I movie. I movie. Oh, I, for, okay. I don't know what verb to put in there just yet. Of course. Wow. Uh, sure. I, I'm here for Jaime Reyes. Uh, awesome. As you said, the kickstart to James Gunn's Gunverse, um, and I've. I, I I I think it's a fun film. I think it's a fun film. We'll get into the nitty gritty, but damn it, man, pick it up. I know you love this movie. You came out of that theater and you were like, man, I'm a Blue Beetle stan now because you did not know enough about Blue Beetle before going in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm, you were very... saying, uh, who's who's Core? Who's Core? Who's Conrad? Cord? Cord with a D? Yes, Cord with a D. Oh, Okay. And Conrad, there's no Conrad. Ah, see, look at that. You now mm. you know. Sure. All right. Cool. We are not alone in this uh, venture of taking off with Blue Beetle. We have some supernovas in the house to discuss this film. Let's hear who's joining the discussion today on Blue Beetle. Who's that dork? It starts. Viene, viene, Page and Doctor Mondo. Hi, I'm Dr. Rika from the Yonko Table, and you're not watching Disney Channel. All right, cool. We're here. We're here to talk about Blue Beetle. Let me just set it up real quick. It's Blue Beetle. Uh, he's a superhero. Uh, Jaime Reyes. Um, the film was directed by Angel Manuel Soto, written by Gareth Dunnett Alcocer. 
and starring Sholo, Mari Duena, Adriana Barasa, Damian Alcazar, wow. Alpidia Carrillo, Bruna Marquezine, Raul Max Trujillo, Susan Sarandon, and of course, everybody's favorite, George Lopez. Oh, my friend is the low rider. Yes, that is our cast of this film. Uh, goodness, love. That's yeah, that's what's going on. Blue Beetle. It's another typical superhero film origin story. Let's go across the room. What were y'all's initial reactions to Blue Beetle? How y'all feeling walking out of Blue Beetle? Are you are you turning your fist into giant little hammers and swords? Or are oh you, yeah. Are you trying to take that scarab off your back? I really liked it. I really enjoyed the movie. Very touching, emotional, and funny. And also, I don't know, like the action sequences were pretty good. So I, I'll talk more about all of that, but I liked it a lot. I I enjoyed the movie. It was, it was fun. I liked it. I I I think it's a breath of fresh air coming out of movies that we went to see in theaters like Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash. Uh, I just remember being Quantum uh, Mania, sure. A quantum mania likewise likewise um uh there's there's really only been one live action superhero movie this year that we've walked out of and i feel like it's pretty universal that we've actually enjoyed which was guardians 3 um I, I, at least for this one it, it was the second movie this year where i'm like you know what it may not it may not have been perfect but that was a damn fun movie that family element it almost got me a couple times. I think there was I think there was two moments where I was almost there. I was almost there. I was on the verge. But I didn't. Not this time. Oh, Maybe for a squeakle. Maybe for a squeakle. Those two moments that you're talking about got me hard. Like no! I was throbbing. Oh, yeah, like... oh no. Oh. <laughs> in public too. Awful. We were in the background. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> So everybody um, was touched by this movie. Yeah. Everyone, everyone here has been touched by the right. Correct. Yes. I'm going to let Darce finish his point. Go uh, ahead. No, I mean, yeah, like that. It was it was a great movie. I didn't know too, too much about the Blue Beetle. But to be honest with you, seeing a Hispanic superhero come onto the screen, I was very excited to see it. And it did not let me down. So I'll, all in all, I had a great time watching it. Yeah. I would echo both of us um, saw it together. <laughs> and we we're also here together on the podcast episode. Um, yeah, it was, I echo AJ's thoughts earlier. Just like, it was really fun. And you know what? It's unbearably hot outside. So anything that you do here in Texas has to be inside. So I would like those activities that I do inside to be fun. So I'm glad that the movie was a good time. Um, so yeah, it was fun. I agree with y'all. It was fun. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it's a fun really? movie. Now, now you want to read the room. Now you're jumping on the train. Let me tell you, that was a different no. attitude. No. Walking out. No, I was just like saying, oh, since there wasn't any M involved. Like, no there was MCU. no Spider-Man. Yeah, there was no Spider-Man. Captain America. Because like, it has to have an M. It has to be Marvel related for me to enjoy it. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. Let's Thank just you for admitting let's close up shop right now. You know how I feel. It, it's a wrap. 
It's over. Yeah, we're done here. I I remember walking out. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our Blue Beetle pod. I remember walking out. You were like, man, I wish they tied in Robin from Team Titans. (laughs) You need to stop. Listen, it's an enjoyable film. Um, I could watch this movie again. That's good. That's That's a good thing. I could watch it again. It is with flaw. There are flaws. Um, but there is a charm to it, for sure. Uh, the action is, I thought, I'll, I'll save it, but I think probably the action in the suit, I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed the lore that they explored. And the family element is definitely quintessential. And it is done better than other films that try to do this familial tie-in element. or th- Fast? through line hmm. fast and furious <laughs> I'm, fast and furious has done better uh, in the be- past better hmm. maybe not in their most recent entries interesting but again right. apples to oranges why why are you bringing up fast and furious they, they both have family oh, i got some comparisons central core i got some comparisons to make trust me i do i do but uh, comparisons yelling out a name of a god in order for him to get superpowers oh that's one of them but i guess i I'm, i guess i'm more interested in y'all's opinions than if anything um but yes that one will come up i'm sure that one will come up definitely um but b- before we get into the nitty-gritty of the film you know th- this is a milestone film there's some things we should celebrate about this film um so if, correct me if i'm wrong first live action superhero movie to star a Latino hero in the starring role, right? Yep. Like, like this- yes, yeah. Like starring, like Latino Hispanic superhero. I think so. Because I think like the closest we got to maybe like a Hispanic superhero on the screen, although he was actually the villain, was in Black Panther too. Yeah, I would not call him a hero. <laughs> no, exactly. A misunderstood hero. No, misunderstood. No, he didn't save hero, anybody. Villain, no, whatever. But like he was protecting his people. But the main character, like the main protagonist of a movie, then yeah, like Blue Beetle. Like this was the first live action Hispanic superhero. That's something yeah, to celebrate. Uh, yeah, definitely. Likewise, we have many. Oh, Doctor Rigger. Uh, I think you well, your mouth is moving, but I didn't hear any. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, well, yeah, that's that's a great thing, especially uh, you know, for the Mexican American community, Mexican community. I think uh, that was something to highlight as well. Uh, they definitely got their shine here, for sure. Uh, I heard some mixed things as far as some things, but those are not my opinions, and I dare not speak for anybody else. So, but I I heard. You know, good things. Good thing as far as the representation part goes, as far as the culture aspects. So that's another thing to celebrate, too. Um, And, you know, you can also thank that to kind of the staff behind the scenes as well. Uh, The director, Angel Manuel Soto, a Puerto Rican. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Do your research, son. Uh, (laughs) Yes. uh, Parts of the film were filmed in Puerto Rico. Yep. Yep. Oh, yes. 
like all like the castle scene that's all that's puerto rico there oh my god that that felt like puerto rico that, that yeah, felt that's like, yeah um, that's the um oh they were at, a, oh, i think that's el moro that place called they el were moro. The, uh, yeah. del moro oh my god it looks exactly moro. like i'm like wow, wow this looks really familiar <laughs> why do i feel like i've been to these uh Damn, these little rooms no, what yeah, do I you was like know in the movie. Oh, I've yeah, been there. That. Thank you very much. And I, Dr. Mondo was there when I was there. Thank you very much. So Fine, we have a witness. Fine. Yeah, we have a Puerto Rican this witness. Time. This I'm time. in the clear. I have a Puerto Rican friend. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, the, the check mark. The check. I have Mexican friends too. Oh, oh, it sounds, <laughs> that sounds familiar. And I have Mexican American friends. Um, we're going to need you to start listing out all of your friends and their ethnicities yeah. so that we can validate anything that you're saying. Yeah, forward. absolutely. That's fine. Correct. That's Correct. fine. I, I have a um, black Puerto Rican friends as well. This is these are very problematic phrases, but <laughs> I'm just saying it, uh, it parrots a certain segment of another community. But oh, OK, either I way, ex friends. Listen, I'm just saying, um, real recognizes real. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Um, you got an almost entirely uh, Latin uh, cast, Hispanic cast. Also, I think is a plus. In in prominent roles too, they're not just like one off characters, one scene type. They're here. Oh my god, that was my biggest fear with the movie. Uh, like with the family that that, that you're referencing, mm -hmm. I thought it was just gonna be like, oh yeah, they get like one scene. Uh, or 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 they establish them early on, and then that's it. Like you may see them say one or two words later on. No, they're they're prominent throughout the film, and and that I really appreciated. I I think the early parts kind of suffered a little bit, uh, like from just like pacing wise. Like mm -hmm. parts early on felt a little slow. I'm like, oh man, and wh where's the beetle? Where's yeah. the blue? Where's the blue beetle? Um, but I, I think that was necessary early on to do that so that I could feel that connection when the big moments hit later on. Yeah, and I uh, I think that the family element in this was done very well. I think that when they were starting to concept the movie and to like start working in the writer's room on the script, one of the main things must have been like Hispanics, family. Like it goes hand in hand. And so I think that they did a really good job of tying in a family element into this without it being like overly cheesy of a, of a family element um it teetered that line just a little bit but like it was mm. still done very well um and there's a lot a lot of points that i want to make about the family but i'll make sure that everybody has we're gonna get there we're gonna get there for sure also speaking of location where was this Taken Almera City. I'd never heard of it in the in as far as the greater DC goes. Uh, they were on a, right. It was Gold Key, Estate Key. They lived on the Keys, which I guess right. there are some smaller islands off from the bigger city. Uh, and that was like, that was one hundred percent Miami that they were filming in. Like honestly, it was like a mix between like Miami and a futuristic Puerto Rico, like pretty much like the everything there were some parts that i was like this literally looks like me driving down the streets near my house well they filmed it yeah predominantly they, the yeah, film, like, filmed in san juan old san juan 
Uh, but then like Georgia, the, uh, Georgia, I think yeah, they, Georgia and El Paso, Texas. That's where they kind of filmed everything. They got a, they got a good little mix. But I was getting yeah, definitely Puerto Rico and Miami type vibes. For good, sure. and I think that's what they want to go for is not have one yeah. defined city, but like have it be a conglomerate of a bunch of different kind of like uh, with Batman. Yeah, Gotham is being to be Gotham. one like Chicago esque, Chicago esque plus a little bit of New York and. I'm and I'm fine with that. Awesome. Yeah. So they did a great job as far as getting this representation. Uh, yeah, right. We're good with that, right? It was good. They did a great job. They did a good yeah. job. Yeah, I, I really yeah. like the family element of the movie. They did a, a really good job. It was sufficiently cheesy, but not too cheesy for me to just be like, ugh. It was like, and it really... I think it was very evident that the ones in charge of the movie were also Hispanic because like you saw like you saw it in the way they interacted even the jokes they were doing oh the jokes yeah even the so jokes much- everything uh-huh. it was like oh this like, they know like and that and like that interaction that big family that like <laughs> oh I, I loved it. I absolutely the, loved it. I was laughing the entire time. And like when the moments hit, I was like, I'm feeling it. The, oh, the, yeah. Those moments, <laughs> Dr. Mondo, I you're see. talking about, I, I would turn to Grandmaster. <laughs> I would say, you don't know about this. Oh, my gosh. How, man, <laughs> because I was he, like, he would laugh. He would laugh. I'm like, what are you laughing at? Listen, you don't know what this He'd be like, you don't know what well, Cup what, Thrones what, is. I'm what, like, what I've kill, heard of Cup What killed me is how... <laughs> What's kill me? What kill me is how they implemented El Chapulín Colorado into the into the movie. Oh my god! Like that was, was just like okay, this is actually brilliant. What you just this was did perfect. here, it the was most perfect. popular superhero in in Latin America, El Chapulín. Oh. oh man, I loved it. I loved it, and I I really liked the fact that they even like that. The family dynamic of you have your matriarch in the house of mm-hmm. Abuelita, that's like so prevalent in a lot of yes, that, that is their matriarch that is huge in in Latin American culture. Yes, and like even the dynamic of like brother and sister, like the parent dynamic, like it was all very, it was done very well. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. Props to the sister. Who who plays the sister? Oh. Um, she was fantastic, I thought. Uh, at, at least as the first core family member you really get introduced to out of all of them. Ballista um, Escobedo. Ballista. I mean, she was great. She was, she was really good. She, I she don't was, know she her, was one of the better she elements. Was Focus. She was Focus, Focus, too. Oh. Focus, Focus. That's your jam, Grandmaster. I, you saw, I gra- you saw I have Focus, Focus. Focus, <laughs> Focus I have not watched Focus, Focus. You have not watched it? I have not. I could have sworn you had a watch party. Uh, sure, sure yeah. didn't. <laughs> wrong, oh. wrong, Grandmaster. Who? Oh wow! Must have been your other friend, because we all look alike. Oh my! We're gonna realize. Did y'all notice that? Uh, all right. Last little thing. You noticed that one TV show with that guy in the mask, and he comes and he takes that game show. Don Yeah. Oh yeah. That one. When she was flipping through the channels. Yes. Yes. Right. Oh, did you recognize? I knew that, that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Captain America in this movie. I was like, 
I know that reference. Funny. <laughs> of course. Uh, also, so your, your MCU quota has been hit. I was laughing at the, the fact that even with the power outage of her sewing, she's like, <gasps> and then just turns yes. on the battery light and still keeps. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, power's out. What else is that? New? Doesn't stop as my a, yeah, sewing. As a, Puerto, I can, as a Puerto Rican, I can attest to that. Like Puerto Rico, their power outage is pretty much almost like every day or twice, three times a week. Minimum. <laughs> We're ready. No, I think it's just, you know, it's worth highlighting that, you know, they did their research, they did their homework, they had yeah. representation. It was, right. It wasn't it wasn't a checklist. It wasn't a checklist. There was an authenticity to it. Yeah, which I think is very important when these films come along, these films that, you know, appeal to a broader, diverse audience. They, they gotta nail that. If they don't nail that, like that's like the the foundation of your film. The superhero stuff comes after that, you know? It's like what separates this film from any regular run-of-the-mill superhero film. And I think this that's an element definitely that the film, you know, achieves and as y'all just attest to. But now we got ourselves an actual film outside of, you know, this foundation building. Uh, Y'all good to get into the nitty gritty? Yeah, let's bring it. Okay. All right. Let's, you know, just kick things off with Jaime. Uh, Poor kid from the streets of Palmera City, but he's a first gen college student. Wants to help his family and give back to the community. Sholo. Maru Duena. Did y'all do y'all know do y'all know Sholo? Y'all know him? Yeah, Cobra uh, Kai, yeah. Shut up, yeah. you don't watch Cobra Kai. What? I don't watch Cobra Kai. None so. of y'all watch Cobra Kai. You All don't y- watch Cobra Kai. I do watch Cobra Kai. You do not. I have I to sure. tell you who this was. No, you didn't. Yes. No, I love Cobra Kai. And I think he did great as Jaime. I don't know. Yeah, he's got a certain charisma to him. He's not over the top. He's very humble, I think, in his acting. And I think that comes through in Jaime, just, you know. Uh, but goodness, I don't know. <laughs> he's uh, He just graduated from Gotham University. Did the man even apply for any jobs? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, as soon as he got home, he was kind of hit with like a big old bombshell, you know, like. Yeah. So while you were away, we wanted to keep some things from you. Um, and here are the list of things. And I think that's actually very accurate to like Hispanic culture is that like mm-hmm. um, parents are going to try to protect you as much as they can, especially if it's from the truth sometimes. So and they will like they will break their backs to do whatever so you can like Launchy. so you can be so you can be successful so you right. can find like happiness and all that. Especially so, with, and, I mean, and they he, won't tell you first because they won't they won't want to burden you. Uh, yep. A graduate, right? He, he was the first one in the family to graduate from college. Yeah, they mentioned that, and there was a piece yeah. of dialogue too. I don't think I think the initial plan before he found out all this was to go to grad school because he was pre law, and so oh this, right yeah I did catch that yeah, and she was like so what about grad school and he's like well you know if we're losing the house potentially the garage dad had a heart attack. So, like, I think the plan wasn't necessarily to get a job. It was to go to grad school so that he could get a job. Right. Yeah. Wow. But that element, I really liked it because that's something that happens a lot in Hispanic households that, you know, family break their back so that one of them can, you know, 
go to college, have a great education and so forth. And you don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but they're working their asses off. And mm -hmm. it was very wholesome, that relationship that they had. And it's like, oh yeah, like everything's going to be fine. And like even the entire, yeah, we're going to lose the house. We're going to lose everything, but look what you accomplished. And that's like, what's, what's important for us. That's very Hispanic right there. Yeah. Oh. And I, I, it kind of ties also in, cause I was getting a similar uh, emotional resonance was um, within the Heights when she like came back from college and she's like, mm -hmm. I'm down because like, I'm the one who's supposed to go out and like get that education and then come back, you know? Yeah. It's, it's almost even like in the movie, we see like Jaime have a little bit of that like guilt and it's saying like damn so it's like kind of because of me like you guys are losing everything and it's like I have to give something back and yeah I, I really liked how they did it and hi and Solo Madrid eh, Marihuana did a great job at that like very humble really portrayed Jaime perfectly in my opinion as this like this Hispanic kid who's like trying to find himself still so well, let me ask you too. All right, is anybody familiar with Blue Beetle outside of this movie? You Not know? that much. Young if Justice anything, I've seen it like two. in I think like Young Justice and all that kind of stuff. But that That's I don't it. know that much about Blue Beetle. We were having that conversation. I was like, Darcy, I swear I've seen like an animated version of him before. Uh, yep. And he's like, was it Young Justice? So I'm glad that you all confirmed. Yeah, that. It's, it's Young Justice. I <laughs> it's think it's like the Justice. second season of Young Justice. Like he pops season. up. Well, he, he's through. Yeah, he appears in the second season. Then he's well. The second season belongs to him. It's actually all about the Scarab and the Reach, mm -hmm. which is the alien race and whatnot. He's got some other appearances across the DC medium. I think uh, he also appears in like a Batman one. Batman: Brave and the Bold. Yeah, he appears in one episode. Oh, wow. No, no, he appears throughout that whole series. Oh, then that, like, I I didn't watch Brave and the Bull that much. I just like know that he appeared. And I, I yeah. didn't either, but that was probably the first time I ever seen Blue Beetle was, yeah, Batman Brave and the Bold. And then I learned about him more through Young Justice. So, but I think this is the definitely the first time they really highlighted his Mexican heritage and really play to that as far as, you know, outlining his story where his story could go, you know, realistic tie-ins and whatnot. So I do think, yeah, they did a good job with that for sure. And I, again, I think he's really good. Speaking of realistic tie-ins, um, Mario Lopez, not Mario Lopez, uh, George Lopez. Oh my God. Uh, would, like every family has that one family member that lives with them, that like is staying with them, that is also crazy kooky like type of person. Mm -hmm. And I loved that element. like. The uncle, the crazy uncle, the crazy, crazy uncle. uncle in there. I feel like I'm going to be the crazy uncle when I grow up, but I, I just loved like his comic relief throughout the movie. Like yeah. I thought it was, it was great. No, like George Lopez, George Lopez was hilarious. Like every time George good. Lopez was on scene, I was just cracking up. I, you know, I'll tell you, some people were weary about George Lopez. They said, oh, the first Mexican superhero, George Lopez is here. He's a he's a prominent Mexican actor. He was fine. I had no problems with George Lopez. Throw him in there. I I don't think he overstayed his welcome, and I actually no. thought it was pretty funny for you know him not being funny for a good couple of years. So I thought this was George Lopez in true form, and I don't think he outshined anybody either. 
No, and his and his character is very touching because you know, like he's that crazy uncle. You know, he's like, you know, big brothers watching. Like they destroy oh, his okay. everything. Like goes to shit. But he's like the one that supports Jaime, like throughout the entire movie. Right. It's so touching. Like he, he it's like he gives him like the best, at, pretty much like one of the best advice, like throughout the movie, and just like he's there throughout the entire time. And it's like very touching. Plus, the comedic relief is great. Yeah, I think they had a good balance. Is really of using a lot of the family members and, and allowing them to have a moment with Jaime um, to kind of let us into. We saw a lot more. I, I would say with like the sister uh, and the uncle, um, and then a little bit, of course, with dad. But yeah, I think they to AJ's point, like a little earlier of like my worry too was like oh we'll get introduced to the family and then they become not as relevant when i really want them to be part of the story and they really did a good job of like weaving them in and out of not only setting up the story but allowing them to be a part of him becoming not only himself but a superhero too so it was, i thought it was a really good balance you definitely have to have that balance because how the movie progresses it gets to a point where it's like oh Jaime, go, go, you know, blow some shit up because they coming for your family. We were invested in the family, uh, most definitely. The film did a good job at making you invest in the family. Uh, yeah, dad and the mom probably got the least amount of screen time, I think. But then dad had some really prominent moments that, you know, set up Jaime's character uh, for sure. As far as, you know, how the movie goes, we'll get there. Uh, and same thing with the mom as well. Um, yeah, they, they, I think they nailed the family. Compared to Shazam, I don't know if you want to talk about Shazam right now. The first Shazam did a really good job with the family aspect. The second one obviously got lost in the sauce, I think. And they, they missed the point of what made the first Shazam in that familial aspect work. And this film was like, we're going to take that and we're going to throw some sasson on it. And then, boom, we're going to have a better take. Should I be saying some, some adobo? Some adobo on but that. Sure. Uh, Dr. Mondo just said adobo. I'm okay. <laughs> he can say adobo. He can say. I use sasson. I'll let you use sasson. Sasson is great also. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but who are they up against? What's going on? Well, it's it's capitalism. Capitalism is bad. Greed is money. good, says Gordon Gecko. We got to have money. With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Money. Intercord. Cord. The big, the big corporation, Cord. Cord owns everything. If, if it's somehow. If it comes out of a machine, it's cord. Uh, kind of like the um, Skynet meets Oscorp meets. <laughs> I 
even know what oh, Core Oscorp. is. They just own everything. Which is, it's so weird though, because how many billionaires are in this universe with Batman being Wayne Tech plus. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Queen, Lex Corp, Queen, Queen, Queen Enterprises. Uh, um, yeah, there's, there's a the Lex Luthor. Yeah, Luke. Lex Corp. Lex Corp. Which apparently Dr. J says there was a Lex Corp building. There was a Lex Corp building. I didn't uh, see. It. During one of the shots when they were showing the city. I didn't see it. Many industries that are yeah. making many different types of technologies, apparently. Sure. They're making a shit ton of money. Well, mm -hmm. uh, and again, the big push is we need super soldiers. We need military grade high tech gear. But why? Why? Where's the why? I don't know, because there's a global threat. We didn't get a why. Well, I mean, let's look into our real lives. Why do we have so much money spent on military tech? Security. Security, Security. is not. I guess. Private military. Um, yeah, I, and I think also on top of Cord being one of the main bad entities of the movie, it seems like the white female was also the bad entity in some of the movies. Oh no, that was intentional. The Every evil... interaction that, that he had with one of these ladies was like the rudest thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh. My name's really Jaime went. Reyes. Okay, Jamie. Yeah. Sanchez. Come on, Sanchez. <laughs> my name is not Sanchez. <laughs> How many times like have I been here and they've gotten my last name wrong or they butcher my name? Antonio Gonzalez. Mondriguez is not a middle name. Become culturally competent, you Hey, that's really long though. That's a lot of syllables, Dr. Mondo. Are you defending them? Give people a break. Uh, this sounds from personal experience. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm kidding. Look, people call me Cooper all the time. Grandmaster Coop. I'm like, are you illiterate fox? <laughs> or they'd be like, Grandmaster Hopper. I'm like, come on, y'all. There's two O's. Jim Hopper. You, I think it, you know, part of the, the dialogue from the sister near the beginning is, you know, we're invisible to them, which, hmm. you know, and, and so we saw like little hints throughout. Uh, I know we we focus so much on like the family element and even like themes or concepts that are really common as far as like hard work and first gen going to college and what it's like to kind of interact with family. But there were those pieces too of just like the microaggressions and how people treat you and how they don't really invest in caring about you as a person unless they're benefiting from something. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we saw that with Jaime. We saw that with um, some of the other scientists and, and whatnot and even the the you know antagonist um that there wasn't a, a lot of thought uh thoughtfulness in, in how susan sarandon's character had interacted with them so listen let's, word, but... susan sarandon. let's just call out the elephant in the room susan sarandon was terrible she i said baby and kept moving I, I felt like she walked onto the wrong set at one point. She, to me, she gave off Hillary vibes. Hillary, like she had the hair and the outfit. And I thought, are you, was there a biopic set that you were supposed to walk in on? Because this is not it. And I wasn't feeling it. There were some deliver the the end scene where she's being dragged 
to her death. She's like, uh, Ignacio, no, stop that. Let me go. And I'm like, could you do better? Or, you don't sound um, like you're being dragged to your death right now. My, my favorite was with her and Jenny Cord. Uh, stay out of my way. <laughs> yeah, like she she was like the weakest, like in my opinion, like the weakest link of the movie. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, but I, I, I still gave a lot of grace to that villain. Um, I, I think don't. it was like, okay, I guess I see what you're trying to portray. I don't see it. I don't see it, right? Yeah, like I, I, I just, I, I don't like the trope. At least when it comes to certain villains, where it's like, of course they're the evil billionaire corporate CEO, and I mean, you can do that, but I feel like you got to do a little bit more than just because her whole thing was like yes we must get the scarab why so that we can make powerful weapons why so we can make money why i don't know it's just i've seen it so many times uh in superhero media as well like i i think we've gotten it before in like some movies and even some video games i've already uh, seen the glider Oh wow, that that was Rainy, right? Mm. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and I mean, there was also that little element of sexism, and and we talked about this. Earlier. Yeah, we were having a conversation earlier of like, I something that I was thinking about as I was watching the movie is like, what what do I want out of a villain in like a comic book movie? And I think something that we as a group have talked about in other movies, whether it be DC, Marvel, is the villain problem, put quotations around that of like, there have been a lot of really weak antagonists. And I was trying to like reflect as I was watching this because I didn't like her performance and I didn't think it, you know, was very intriguing, despite the fact that there were other pieces I really liked. Like I really liked Jaime and I liked the Blue Beetle kind of interaction and the Scarab and him trying to figure out the powers. I liked the family. And I was like, man, I wish he just had a stronger um, kind of foil uh, because this just doesn't, It we've seen it before. And even if we have seen it before, can it at least be done well? Uh, and I just don't think it was. And so I was trying to, I don't have like a clear cut answer, but I was like, what do I actually like to see in villains? Um, and what does entertain me? Um, and this wasn't holistically entertaining. Just so it wasn't mm. great. As the villain. Yeah. And then by extension, there's Ignacio. Uh, Ignacio. Omac. Uh, Carapax. Omac. Carapax. Whatever you want to call him. Carapax yeah. is his last name. Omac is would be That's his. That's an acronym. That's the military equipment. Right. Equipment. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, he's based on a comic book villain, I guess, a cyborg. Uh, I guess his was better, but majority of the film, he was a drone. And that's something we were also talking about is like how disappointing, like his backstory is really interesting. And we only got I like, like yeah. second 30 seconds. Montage. 30 seconds. So I'm like, yeah. y'all were on this the entire movie. If and anything, what would have been interesting is that Ignacio would have been the main villain. And it's like kind of that like that fight, you know, because he says it's like your the love for your the love for your family makes you weak. 
like that should have been like the theme like that should have been the theme between the like between the two like the villains and he should have like with that backstory saying like oh yeah like i lost everything and it's like so like i've always been on my own like my family's never been there blah 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 blah. and that should have been the foil to jaime's very supportive family in that sense kind of like an anti-jaime using that as like a driving factor right yeah like, that should have been the right. driving factor that's what made me strong. um so yeah i in not like ignacio's character that like the 32nd origin story i was like damn that is i really wish they fleshed this out more right i was more disappointed once i saw it because i'm like wow you, you you're a better this villain the whole movie and you're just throwing it now <laughs> what yeah. what a way <laughs> Uh, in a small part of me thinks that that was like a last minute add-on. They were like, hmm, we just filmed this entire Make movie. Make him interesting. You to like add some context to this. Um, but I think adding the different layers also, because uh, we do love layers, um, of the higher corporation, you know, the military, having um, Cord kind of be like Stark Industries where he wakes up and he just sees the logo on the missile. Um, <clears throat> oh wow! Mm, trophy. Yeah. Um, I think that it was it was really interesting to see that element of it. I do kind of wish there were little moments of him trying to remember because it it was also a little unclear as to like if he had the memory or not. Right. Like, um, like he, he forgot or something. He, right? Apparently, like, he, he had forgot. Like he so, literally forgot. Wild yeah and um it's it's interesting um i yeah i i, I kind of don't know how i would feel if it was in the sense of like you need to lose your family in order to get stronger and that's like the message that he was trying to convey i think um him saying like you putting a lot of weight on your family is a sign of weakness because you know you need to look after yourself um i don't know it's it, it was interesting and like we were talking about i would have rather had more of that element and yeah, then... he should like he should have been the main antagonist and obviously they should have fleshed out his story more well i'm just gonna say i don't think if you're gonna go for the carving copy of the hero trope which is what this was this was obadiah stain this was uh killmonger you know this was the yellow jacket Throw it away. Throw it in the trash. Start again. Do something different. Like, I'm not a fan of it. Despite whatever you want to do with the backstory. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. It's like, ah, okay. Oh, he's a copy. Oh, cool. No. We've been there. We've been there. And they didn't do it good, like we've been saying. Whether it was the backstory, but he's still just a carbon copy of the Blue Beetle. He was literally trying to copy the Blue Beetle. That was his plan. They wanted to copy the tech. I think uh, that dumb. something good that they did on this one, though, in comparison to a lot of other superhero movies, is making sure that in those CGI fight scenes, the villain looked very different from the hero. Sure. Um, Colors help with that as well. It was yeah. the colors, but like it was also like we're not having Killmonger versus Black Panther, and they're both wearing literally the exact same suit. You know, like black suits with minimum accents of other colors. Right. 
Um, and then like also like in Venom, like the symbiotes that were fighting uh, against. Oh god, that was a mess. <laughs> I think a lot of it was practical. Um, in Venom, you think all that? Oh was no, in this film, in this, oh, okay. film, like a lot of Jaime in the. I mean, we're about to get to the suit. A lot of the Blue Beetle scenes in his in his suit were practical. Uh, a lot of those fight choreos were practical. I mean, obviously you can tell which ones weren't, but there was a level of let's make this realistic. Let's try to be, you know, not a giant CGI mess. And yeah, yeah make it enjoyable. So, and as uh, someone has said earlier, the action was pretty good in this film. Uh, it was. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly liked the suit a lot. I like let's clean. talk about the suit. We're here. Um, sorry, Jenny. We'll come back to Jenny. Um, he gets the scarab. He's Blue Beetle. Yay. That was a fun sequence, him transforming and his family freaking out. That yeah. was a lot of fun as well. Right. Uh, and I like, I, it's it's something small, but I like how the family, or at least uh, George Lopez's character, they're not just like s idly sitting by not just screaming and watching their family george tries to rip this thing off of his face like once it gets on his face there's a family member that actually tries because you know sometimes you see these in superhero movies and like the family's like the audience and they're like whoa that's our son uh getting mutilated into a monstrosity but i i could tell there was love there they thought one of them thought Yo, let, let me, me let me get this stuff let out. me help my nephew for god's sake he is no i think it, like right i now. think he says at one point like <laughs> in spanish like let me get this beach off of you i think <laughs> yeah. that's it it was so it was so funny i liked it they were saying like oh my gosh he's possessed he's got a yeah. possessed oh my god when the black stuff started like coming like onto like his mouth and face <laughs> he I looked a little that's demonic a, that's a scary scene right i don't know what i would do in the, that moment but uh but yeah very well done sequence um carol g gotta shout her out was the voice of the becky, scarab the becky scarab. g wrong g becky, becky g, g. Yeah. wow i was gonna, i was gonna be like wow like yeah, that does you not did this sound you like did Carol this already at, at the theater and you did it again how many artists have the singular letter g as not their... all of them are the same i i'm they're sorry. all the same to you they're i apologize becky g this all right shout out to becky g this is the yellow power ranger sure the yellow power ranger as kaji da the scarab um, this is a big thing as far as the Blue Beetle mythos is concerned, is that the Scarab and Jaime are usually at odds as far as the Scarab typically wants more control. Jaime is like, no, that's not how we do things. How did y'all feel about the interaction between Jaime and the Scarab? Was that something you cared for? Did you notice? Did you like it? I feel like they could have done a little more. They could have done more um some of the i mean like you said there are some moments where they have interactions where you know the, the scarab is about to kill someone uh and jaime's like no 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 we don't kill so then instead of a sword against a human it's now like those sonic wave emitter things yeah. uh but i i wanted more like back and forth um and, and i think we brought this comparison up before kind of like in venom despite the atrocities of that movie i think they did a pretty good job of the 
dynamic between Venom and Eddie Brock, where Eddie Brock does not want any of this, but Venom does want all of it. Um, and you know, that movie has other problems, but I think that's one of the things that they did right in Venom. For this one, I mean, maybe they're saving something like that for a sequel because you already have like the whole thing with the family and the family dynamic and trying to establish that. And maybe there just wasn't enough time to fit in another dynamic with the Scarab and Jaime. But at the very least, I want this in a sequel. I acknowledge that it's not really here in this movie, but I need it in a sequel to this one. Because I feel like, like you said, that is a major element to the Blue Beetle character. At least the versions that I've seen where it's the Scarab at odds with Jaime, you know, because one wants to kill, one doesn't want to. So definitely want that for a sequel because I did not get it here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think this uh, relationship with Kajida and uh, Jaime was a little bit more than a Jarvis and Karen sort of uh, AI, you know, like in your ear type of situation and a little less than the symbiote with like Eddie Brock and Venom. Um, it was like a that in-between zone because through most of it, I was, I was thinking of it as more like a suit in the sense of like, this is an AI suit, not necessarily like an entity that like is supposed to be merging with him. And I know that they put a lot of references that like oh his brainwaves are syncing with like mm. the suit brainwaves but um even in that flash not flashback it's when he was in his mind oh, uh, his cathartic moment that um, like, suit was just floating there and it wasn't it didn't have like a persona to it it was kind of just a thing and it was literally like frozen so like i didn't really get the sense that there was supposed to be an a like stronger than an AI component to it. I thought it was just a suit, if that made any sense. No, that makes sense. I, I, I think that scene kind of shows off that too. I, I, I didn't get a vibe that it was like um like another creature trying to merge with him. And me not knowing too much of the, the Blue Beetle backstory, um, I think it was, until we said it right now, I didn't realize that it was like a totally different persona that's like inside of him mm -hmm. uh, the scarab is alive yep barely in this movie though um but the suit i think the one of the highlights of this film is this suit and the action with the suit i think they nailed it i think they nailed it yeah. i think it has it it looks really good um i don't know yeah i really liked it it was cool i i i, I love the suit yeah Boom, boom, boom. I got my clippers. Pin people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the clippers. Those were cool. And I liked the, uh, we talked about this a little earlier, of just like the creativity of like the different weapons that were created <laughs> and the comment like near the end of like whatever you can think up, you know, we can create. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was like, I think some, uh, some recent complaints from a lot of us have been just like the use of CGI and it's not necessarily that CGI is a problem. It's just that, like, if we are overworking um, the animators and the creators and so and they don't have enough time to really fully realize, uh, like, a good end product, then we get kind of a, a messy muddle, you know, CGI in, in a lot of these movies. So I, you could tell that a lot more care was put into 
making sure some of these action sequences actually were, were pulled off and were more creative. Um, so I really like the suit as well. And they were well shot too. Like I, I never got lost in the action. I was like, you know, I felt you could follow the action. You could follow the choreo. There was a lot of some long-standing shots where they just kind of let him do his thing. I mean, the kid was on Cobra Kai. He he knows how to fight. They trained him. Like, I saw some little Cobra Kai kicks. I was like, ooh, okay. Look at Blue Beetle. Look at Sholo. I like that. It was fun. It was fun. It was good. Um, the flight sequences I thought were fun, too. Um, probably would like some more uh, in the future. But, um, yeah, I think overall... This suit is probably one of the best comic book suits I've seen uh, in recent years. I dare you to name one better. This I was the, like the only comic book suit that I think is like at this level or maybe a little bit better is Deadpool. Deadpool. Mm. Very Deadpool. similar too with the eyes. They have similar eyes. Yeah. Right. And then the scene where he's cutting the bus in half and he's like, Oh no! Yeah, like I know that was in the trailer. Oh, but like, but that scene was still, it was like, oh shit! What well, he's emoting. Yeah. You can see the he's emotion. Emoting. I was that's gonna say a, the expression, being able to express through the mask, I think is a good element to have. Uh, yeah. For, for for a character like this, who like when they're in their superhero mode, their face is covered. So you got to show like when they're fearful, when they're scared, when they're doing something silly, like with the bus. I think I think they yeah I I agree that this is probably one of the better uh, superhero suits. I also out there. appreciate a lot is that a lot of the scenes were filmed with him in the suit without the mask. Ah uh, yeah, good amount. There was a lot of him like trying to like power up or like trying to like you know talk to people and them taking off the mask for that. Like I felt was very appropriate versus him just being in the mask the whole time um the right. only other superhero i can think of that does that is spider-man where he'll take off the mask when he's having interactions with people and then putting it back on but this was good this was it, the suit was great i also noticed that when he has interactions with his family members and he's like hugging them like you can see like the suit is like moving and like it doesn't feel weird it doesn't like look like it's like a cosplay type of suit and i mean like it it i thought it was done really well um you'll also notice that like in superhero movies that have like super cgi type suits they're not really interacting with other people like while they have the suit on and interacting i mean like physically touching other people um and then this one he's hugging his family members they're all crying together like it's all really while he's in the suit which is cool yeah no i think they did a really good job like you're saying yeah it felt lifelike um they gave life to it outside of just making it an actual suit versus say a green lantern suit um let's talk about real quick the i i would dare say this scene was probably really there was a, I think there was a kind of a, a deeper commentary here. Um, the scene where they attacked the house. Uh, I was looking at Dr. Jason. I was like, this is giving ice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. big time. Like, at first, at first when it was playing out, I was just like, damn. Um, well, they got to hide. And then, like, when they came in and they started pulling them apart, 
and they found them in like the one room. I was like, wow, I see you. This was really good. I think it was really well done. Uh, like, yeah. And I think to add on to that element, the fact that the father of the house, you know, like the, the patriarch, no, patriarchy, the pa- patriarch, patriarch, yeah. the house was there kind of like over them, like trying to protect yeah, them, like protecting yeah. them, um, like sheltering them, you know, trying to, and they were all hidden in one room, like in the corner. And I feel like that whole scene was very emotional to me because like they're going in this is the house that they are trying everything they can to like not lose right because that's what you get in the beginning of the movie and then on top of it these military people come in and with zero like regard to like anything the house they're throwing things they're knocking things over they're taking some crap out they're looking for a human and yet they're going in the drawers and right throwing things like it's like they don't have any concept of like this is where somebody resides and where somebody lives we're just being excuse my language assholes and just like destroying these people's house and um it was it was it was kind of hard to not hard to watch but it was very emotional to watch especially when they put them all on their knees like in the front of the house and they have the helicopter light on them like it was he said light them up by treating them like you have no rights you're below human we don't care what happens to you where like you know you you're worthless to us mind you this is not the military this is not the government this is not the the police yeah some private yeah corporation corporation like i feel some films but there were there were some elements there that were trying to nod a light into what's happening. Oh, yeah. oh no, no, yes, no, absolutely. But I'm just saying, as far as they don't have the right to do this, you know, like they they don't. And then uh, I feel other films try to throw on this like like really emotional, uh, relatable, realistic uh, scenes, and they don't nail them. I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. But they are out there, and I feel they actually did really well with this scene. I thought this was probably one of the better sequences in the film. Yeah, Yeah, and I would say, too, that even some of the dialogue during that scene of, like, um, to people's points of, like, dehumanizing the family is for the Cord character. I forgot her her first name. Victoria. Victoria. Um, Where her comment was, like, we're going after the family because we want the scarab, but we know if we go after the family, he's going to come but also her wanting to see the power of the suit. So like, yeah, aim your guns towards the family because he's like obviously going to, so all of it is like, you know, there are means to an end. They're not actually people that we- Yeah. That we, the we dehumanization is a, like very apparent in that scene. And like, again, it kind of echoes like the dehumanization like with ICE and all that to all these immigrant families. Like they a- really portrayed it in a very, like, Pretty, I would say, like, they very visceral, very right there on the spot. Without saying this is ice, they said, like, this is ice. And there was <laughs> dialogue, too, of, like, when Jaime first, like, the Scarab first, like, connected. They were like, we really can't call anyone because Grandma and uh, the father are undocumented. Yes, I, I right. noticed that. It's like, bring it, like that brings up another very important aspect that 
happens here in the states and, and this is like actually like not only for like calling like the cops or the like law enforcement when it comes to this even like with health care in general that they're afraid of going to a doctor because they're gonna start seeing oh yeah you're undocumented and they think that they're going to deport them and it's like it really just high like that little scene there what they're saying it's like it highlights the fears of a lot of people in the hispanic community yeah when it and comes to like just asking for help it's like sure you're gonna help me out and then i'm gonna be deported that's also like uh, that's what they think a lot of times that's that's also the root of um george lopez's character too is like big brother's always watching yeah it, you know the, it could be to like yeah, get us out yeah right yeah. like he's kind of right in the movie it's like everything he says it's like yeah it's kind of right i i was ready for jaime to say fuck the no killing rule they're aiming at your family i would i would have been like that's all right but i was obviously... very surprised at that too at that point uh because the scarab offered to like uh Right, like when he was yeah. deflecting the bullets, uh, he, the scarabs said, "All right, let's do this." And Tommy's like, "No, no, no killing." And I guess you know it, it's just a testament to his character. He's like, "No, we're we're, we're better right. than them. We're we can't, yeah, we can't get to their level. When they go low, you go high." And right. I think that's like the. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's what they were trying to mark as the difference between an anti-hero and a hero is that like, even though it would be easier to kill these people, um, the hero element is to look for a loophole to that and try to nullify these people instead of killing them. I would not have been mad. Interesting. Same. I'm just saying, I, w I wouldn't have been mad. We'll take a deeper dive onto that later i'm not saying i would have done the same thing i'm just saying i wouldn't have been mad so wow yeah. um and i think also the the element of half of the family being separated and the other half leaving and the ones that were separated not knowing what to do like that hit home a little bit a bit for me um and it's just like that fear you know the fear of like separate like the mom and the grandma like what could they have done in that situation and they're seeing two of their loved ones being detained like it's hard to watch um and then even harder to watch with like the, everything that was happening with the father and the way that all of those actors were emoting like the things oh, that were man. happening off camera like it was crazy it was it was done so well probably the third time that i cried at yeah, that that movie there was a that lot. was that was heavy the the sister yeah. i keep forgetting the sister's name uh she, she ate yeah she she ate that scene oh wow. yeah that was that was heavy I'm like, yeah. wow this, this feels kind of real yeah and then you know yeah i i was like damn that's really tropey as well but it felt it felt it felt earned that scene that the father's heart attack would come back in that moment because that i can't imagine given the, the circumstances go, go, right 
Right. I was like, damn, they foreshadowed this. You know, if he was already stressed about like they they really that scene, the thing again, it's like so vivid and it's so like you feel that you're in the scene. It's not that oh it's very quiet I, I've seen this a lot of times in other movies and all that. It's like it's so emotional that it feels like it's actually happening right in front of you. And just, again, it's just there is a there is a uh aspect of reality that you know yeah. they I, they really i think portrayed it to a t to where mm -hmm. this is the reality the for some people you know and yeah i think it it didn't feel forced which is good you know some movies yeah it'll feel forced this did not feel forced no. uh and i really too like the grandma's resolve at the end of all that where she's like there will be a time for tears it's not now you know i was like okay i i love the grandma i honestly <laughs> adored the grandma and that was really good too like the fact that the grandma, because we established that earlier on too like the grandma being the matriarch of the fa like in a household like that um i liked how she stepped up now that you know the yeah. father's gone yeah and and there needs to be like a, a core or like a a leader a of the family a pillar and she did a fantastic job. And I, oh God, I know some movies don't even uh, do this, but I like how the family still has agency, even though uh, Jaime has been taken from the from the corporation. Because usually at this point, it's like, oh well, now he has to somehow break free on his own and reunite with the family and rescue them. No, they're they're going to rescue him. They're going to rescue him. Yep. I I love that. I love that. I know. And like honestly, yeah. the grandma is just like like the matriarch you know like the matriarch position that's like kind of like how it is in my household like we're a we're a ton and like grandma's like there <laughs> uh but it and also i found it hilarious it's like how do you know how to use a gun and she's like oh i have Not like just a, a gun she grabs the gatling gun she grabs uh, the gatling right like, down with the imperial <laughs> sure, sure. That, part was hilarious. that took me out a little bit i was like uh, you hated that part i didn't hate I, it i, I was just it like, so funny i said I this is silly this is cartoony but it was fine overall it was fine and she's getting a kick out of it too yeah she's, she's like, having a shit ton of fun it's like so the grandma's like she's laughing the entire time she <laughs> after she's done she's like all right, time to go. Follow me. <laughs> right. She I was like, high. I was I like, okay. I you can hate it. I loved it. I didn't, I I didn't love that hate part. it. I didn't hate it. It just, you know, we had this very realistic scene like before. And then we got this. No, but like some, but sometimes don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's like that in a Hispanic household. Like my grandma, for example, like you meet her and you would never think that she's, uh, can, can your but grandma a, tote a Gatling gun? It's a switch. No, no, no. But switch. like, you would never think that she's a survivor from the Spanish Civil War. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, why? Why can't so I it's think? Like she, like she was in the Soviet Union when Hitler invaded. It's I, like I, I don't so know. Like, and, and, I don't know. I could think that about calm, her. But it's like it kind of gave me my grandma vibes. That's like they're very calm, very nice, and all that. But they've been through shit. Yes. And, and they could have been leading the charge in some and of these it's like, uh, fronts. It's that, like, I feel like I'm I'm looking at my grandma right there on the big screen. She's just like that. That's I, fine. I, I, I do think that scene was more played for laughs. Um, 
It was, but it there, was. there is a little, a little hint of truth. There was a hint yeah. of truth to it. Hint. And the it was, it was funny. And that's, and I mean, that's part of good writing, right? Is that like you can take a character, you can take a really cheesy, funny scene, but Here then like incorporate a little bit of cultural context. I, I, I'll say this: what brings it back to the realm of reality is simply where there's a lot you don't know about your grandmother. The moment they said that, I was like, okay. Yeah, if you don't know, if you don't talk to your grandparents and know their story, boom. So that part, I was like, okay, I liked that. That made it better. That mm -hmm. made it better. So go talk to your grandma. Also, while we're talking about all of the family coming to save him, them being in the previous Blue Beetles ship. Which, yeah, we haven't talked about that part. No regard to human life. They were... Oh yeah! Like oh, they were yes. killing people. I mean, that was <laughs> the impale. The, the when the leg impaled one of the soldiers, and it kept dragging. The I mean, soldiers. I don't think they knew. Like, I don't think they knew, but I don't think oh, they, they knew. Either. They, there was some dialogue like that. I think they, yeah, they were like we stepped on him, and yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. They acknowledged they they, they took a life. It's hard to get beetle ship training these days though. it is yeah absolutely i mean shoot um rudy george lopez he he got that thing started you know it's been 20 plus years since that thing seen the light of day he he was in he there kicked um, it. he kicked it it's right but i mean he also got the computer up and running which was What's good what was jenny fun? what was jenny good for unlocking doors we haven't even talked about jenny yet we haven't talked about we haven't talked about Jen. Let's talk about Jenny and the cord. Bruna Marquezine, aka Neymar, Neymar's ex girlfriend. Wait, really? Oh, yeah, wait, Bruna Marquezine is Neymar's ex girlfriend in real life. In real life. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Wow. I did not know yeah. that. Um, not the one that's accusing him of bad stuff, right? I don't think. So. No, 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 no. Neymar, the soccer player. Oh, oh Neymar. Sorry. Neymar. Oh. Not Neymar. Oh, Neymar. Oh, Neymar. <laughs> Is he referencing the MCU? Oh, my gosh. I, I'm i sorry. Neymar. Love him. Yes. Okay. Ex-girlfriend of Neymar? Yeah, ex-girlfriend of Neymar. There's some bad history there, too. The part There's a lot of bad history. Oh, boy. There's T. There is, is uh, there is tea. There is tea. Interesting. Plays Jenny Cord. We should focus on her and not who she's dating. So it's not. We literally talked about Barbie a couple of weeks ago. So uh, it's important to recognize women on their own. Uh, um, although I don't think this character was. I think there's some parts that I really liked about her and parts I wish we knew a little bit more of. Um, yeah, I as a character in the movie, she wasn't amazing i can't it's her acting let's just say it it i i didn't like her acting in oh the you don't movie. like her acting wow uh i even like her emotional scenes i just didn't feel them i was just like okay like you're a very like you're a very pretty face and i'm pretty and you're very talented i'm sure but this movie was not it i i i pulled some emotion when she was talking about her father um the two times the one on the couch and the one in like at the end when they were all circling up i felt you know some emotion from her on that one um the believability of the character was a little weirdly written just because it's like you have 
daughter of a billionaire that's going around and like trying to i guess make amends from what the corporation has been doing um but doesn't even know what's happening in her own backyard you know like that these houses are getting taken over that there's you know it is the ignorance the billionaires too up in their high yeah. tower to know what's going on with the little people trope it, it's like she's yeah. not evil she really isn't it's no, just she's not evil. Yeah, it's like she's ignorant she's very naive as to the real world and all the problems that her company deserve. well yeah, well, I don't her... know about that because um, when he was scrolling through her Instagram, like he was reading and finding out that she like would go around and do start charitable work, do char- charitable work on you know the company's accord to try to like soften the blow. So, and I get it, and it, it I think it's there was a I don't know if age played a factor to this, but like it didn't seem uh, like I feel like she should have been a little older like her character should have been a little bit older yeah that but it, i didn't yeah like she was like what like 25 26 and then we realized she's like 28 but it's like you're way too young for at least this role like in the movie you know of what the character the character they're trying to portray here it's like i don't know i I, I, I love her character to be honest I mean, yeah. I didn't have a problem with her age. I will say, right. I thought it was cool that you know Ted Cord. So there's three Blue Beetles. They, which I'm glad they mentioned all three: uh, Dan Gareth, Ted Cord, and obviously Jaime. He's white. I don't know. I, I imagine Ted Cord is white, but the fact that she's Brazilian, I was like, oh, cool. This is different. I probably would have just assumed she would have been a white character no yeah like they i think they did that little change because she is in real life brazilian no no i mean they said fuck it let's cast whoever which i'm totally fine with uh let's add more ethnicity you know yeah i mean with susan sarandon being her aunt like that was choice because i didn't really see any of the resemblance and family i think it was the the father it was it was the, a father yeah the father yeah i i didn't know that was her aunt until like the end of the movie what they said that in the beginning they said no, that at the beginning. I, I, but like you know because they they look nothing alike whatsoever but then by the end and then even at the end you know she's pointing a gun at her in that in the helicopter i'm like oh it, well are she you related? said in the beginning of the movie too she sent her Is goons it? to go kill her which I'm yeah, like, wow. They, they, they try to kill her. I'm like, oh, I they're yeah, they're not they can't be related. They can't be. They're related, just the family history. Uh who gets the family Bible? Uh that's a conversation they'll need to have. I wonder if that's also like a contrast to the Hispanic family and how close and tied they are <laughs> the other yeah. side of the spectrum when they're like, no, nah, just kill my niece. It's are, are we, what are we trying to say about Caucasian families right now? I just said there was a contrast to the families. Just a contrast. That's all there is. And I do think that, you know, there there were pieces of like, she didn't feel like some love interests where her only role is to be a love interest, but it also didn't feel like she was, they fully kind of realized some of her potential. I think there, we got to hear some of what she was interested in based off of like her connection to her father. So like, we want to actually do good and we want to contribute like positively to the world rather than like build a, bu- a bunch of weapons. Um, but maybe in, if there is a future installment, we'll, we'll get to know more, especially considering, I guess, well, 
talk about you know post credits um later on but yeah i i think it, it feels like similar to what uh darsh brought up in, in terms of like the relationship with kaji was kind of like in the middle of like two possibilities um jenny's character also felt like in the middle of like two possibilities of like nothing at all or quite a lot like we get like a little bit of kind of both in terms of like here's some of her history but also she doesn't have as much space in the movie right but i think this was her debut and i think like hollywood i'm like looking it up right now like i think so yeah because like she's been in a ton of like brazilian movie i think some brazilian movies and like telenovelas but this was i think her first movie like in hollywood so like she made the this was her like the jump so i think like she has talent it's just i i don't think they gave her great lines at least in this movie interestingly enough she placed second for being supergirl in the flash really and wow. been her? yeah she was the runner-up uh Interesting. not that i think that would have made that movie it wouldn't it's any better nice to know uh they you know wait that movie oh uh, oh oh wait 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 oh she was super supergirl in the flash i thought you said supergirl in the series and i was like, oh no no oh, supergirl oh, no, in the flash uh, oh yeah she was second she, yeah she's runner, she runner up so, no but wow. you can't hopefully be supergirl we more, hopefully we see more of her i feel that i think the lines they gave her in this movie didn't do her justice you know, uh, i think like the vibe that I was getting from this is a potential kind of like Ant-Man and the Wasp type of situation where she could potentially pick up some of Do not body. give her another scarab. Oh, oh, oh. why? She could potentially pick up the gear that the, the father made. And yeah. Like, oh, yes. okay. What's wrong that, with that? That would be fine. That would that's different. That's fine. That's legacy. That's cool. That's a different take. We'll have the next film will be called Blue Beetles. Uh, uh. I had a bad idea today. There's your, my good idea. I heard two bad but ideas. But it's uh, slightly better, but we'll continue on. Um, um, I think like, that, that was like the, the kind of vibe. And then if we also look back at the Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, what was her name? Evangeline? Evangeline Lilly. Evangeline Lilly. Um, she didn't really have that big of a role in the, in the first Ant-Man. And she had probably the her biggest role in the first ant-man oh um, yeah like she really hasn't well i guess ant-man and the wasp but like i don't know i felt more i got more from her i feel in the first ant-man than anything uh my point is mute my bad <laughs> no no you're you're fine it's okay um that's a really good comparison as far as where she could end up um you know what's interesting is that we've been we've had what tw 10 plus years almost 20 plus years of movies of superheroes and the way that we're finding all these correlations between all of them like we there's there's a lot and it's it's hard to come up with new original ideas that are just totally fresh totally different within the superhero comic book realm so we do have to highlight and we have to like make sure that we give credit where credit is due and i think this movie did a great job with um adding that family element adding the a different take on a symbiote um adding a different take on a super powered suit i mean they're all basically around the same element from what we've seen in other things but i think this was a, a really good and fun take on other things nothing is on 100 original but 
credit to James Gunn when he says it's not superhero movie fatigue. It's that if you're not investing in these characters or give them something worth investing in, whether it's emotionally or whatever, we're not going to care. Yeah. Point like plain and simple. We will not care. Um, So, yeah, you know, this movie wraps up with a nice little bow. Community comes together. Yay. Which again, very, very, still very real, very real. That's a very real thing. The the fact that they, the moment I saw they brought the food, I was like, that's real. Um, And whatnot. I was like, Jenny, just let them stay in your mansion. That's Uh, what I was thinking the whole time. Yes. I was thinking. There's not enough room. It's a mansion. There's not, it's, but it's a mansion, but it's not home. Shut up. It's not home. In the for the time being, while they're rebuilding their home, they yeah. can, they home can, is where the family is. They, that's where the family is. Exactly. It has history. It's like uh, Mako's family staying with the <laughs> the king of the Earth Nation. Are you referencing Legend of Korra? I am referencing Legend wow. of Korra. Wow. Okay. Yeah, all my references today. Wow, I'm on a roll. I must have had yeah, we barely get Legend of Korra references. Ooh. Um. Um. Also, I'm glad that it wasn't one of those scenes where it's like, oh, the whole community is going to get together to help rebuild your house. I mean, thing. that's real. It is real, but I don't think okay. that it would have been appropriate in that time where a very wealthy company just went and destroyed your house and now the community has to use their resources to help rebuild your house. I think the company... Yes. Oh, no, I, I think Jenny Cord's going to do good by her company. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that even with that element, the community still got together to like say, like, hey, here's some food. Here's some company. We're, all, we're always turning things into a party. Like, that's... Like, funerals, party. Weddings... Yep birthday's part like it doesn't matter if it's a good situation or a bad situation party oh i wouldn't call this a party i would call it a, a gathering uh, uh oh, if there's involved it's a party <laughs> sure. they brought food they brought food and there was probably they brought food i want to say they're partying for the death of the father but you know no celebration of life there is celebration of life in hispanic exactly a, be- a better phrase celebration of life yeah um they- i did i i really did like the father in this oh movie. he's good um yes. he's in a lot of stuff too um yeah, he looked familiar i i know i i think i first seen him in uh prince caspian uh oh, he- he prince caspian yes um the the narnia movie yeah, the narnia oh. movie uh, wow I know him from that. I uh, can't remember exact. I think he played like the henchman to the evil uncle, uh, who actually stabbed the evil uncle uh, at the end. Uh, he's also in Narcos for your Narcos fan. Narcos, yes, he's so, one yeah, of the Damian um, Algastar. Yes, he's yes, one he of was the, in Chronicles the, of Narnia, the cartel uh, ringleaders. I don't wow. watch Narcos. I don't know. Oh no, he was in um if if it's Narcos, he was I think in maybe season two. He was definitely in season three. Definitely in season three of Narcos. Um Wow. I knew I saw him from somewhere. Okay. All right. That's awesome. He was great in Narcos. Uh he was good in this movie. His little uh Jaime. 
with great power comes great responsibility. Don't you dare. That was and is what that moment like. was. Was it was it listen, like listen. Nothing is hundred percent original. Okay, okay, but was it done well? It yeah. Done well. yeah, it was good. No, you you were take you were saying something else. I did not out of that theater. But that's I, fine. So that was I think my again. Uh, my other yeah. crying scene. It, it was great. It was a great film. It was a great film. Like, I, I loved when he's just like saying, you know, like we don't have like we're always searching for our purpose and all that. Like I still don't know what my purpose is. I'm still searching it for you. But I know but and then like when they're like in that like the the afterlife, he's like, now I know. And like my purpose was to be here in this moment for you. Absolutely. The way that that rocked that me, like that was such was, a touching mm. scene. And there was now, a it, because it built up because like it builds up and like from another scene and just there exactly it was there it's like it because we have this conversation at the beginning of the movie and it's like my purpose is to be here for you in this exact moment because you're you need it and, and it was like, I was like he said a specific word too he said like I am here to bridge you to the your next like to your greatest potential in a way i forgot what the line was yeah like it was a great line it was like, such a wow. great line perfect delivery everything that scene that scene was great honestly and it it's it's always been like it hit me really emotionally because when you think of your parents generations and and your grandparents generation and the fact that like they gave basically their entire life so that you can have this quote-unquote american dream um and it's like this is my purpose my purpose isn't for me it's for my future generation to live yeah um and it was it was very emotional like it's like very selfless yeah very selfless very just like i'm here for you to succeed and it was like, but yeah, the entire again, just highlighting the family dynamic in this film, it has heart. But oh, Grandmaster yeah. looks at it as with great power comes great responsibility. Nah, no, no, Nothing no, no, no. is 100% original. It's fine. That yeah. was his moment. That was literally Jaime's. No, but I did, I, I did not moment. sense the with great power comes you don't great responsibility. You have to sense it. It's his rise to the challenge. That was what he needed. For him to be like, I'm going to accept me being the Blue Beetle. Call a spade a spade. It's okay, folks. But I'm not saying that scene wasn't great. It is just the equivalent. It's okay. Was the okay. scene great or not? Hmm? Was the scene good? Did you like the scene? I mean, as Darce pointed out earlier, him reaching out to the Scarab, despite the fact we didn't really have much identity with the Scarab. So it didn't really work in all aspects of it. But the conversation with the father was probably the best part of it. So you liked it? I didn't say I didn't like it. You know, it also kind of reminded me a little <laughs> bit of um, Moon Knight, but then also a little bit of Black Panther, where like he's in the ancestral realm. And, yeah, like, I would say oh. I would say more. I would say more Black Panther. You are wrong. All of you, oh, are, you wrong. are wrong. Thank you. Another moment where a hero realizes and has to rise well, to the geez, challenge last i checked you didn't take black panther scene when that came out and said this, this is another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Very of course, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Okay, but if we take a step original. back, we can realize. Did you like this scene or not? Original. Did you like this scene? Did you like this scene uh, or yes, not? Yes, I liked the scene. Was it perfect? No. That's all we needed I, if you liked it. That's, that's all we needed. That's fine. The film has heart. Heart is good. Heart's not a bad thing. Okay. They nailed the heart. Uh, Jaime flies off into the air with Jenny after getting blood rushing to his uh, mid region. Very funny. The, the uh, soup part was funny. <laughs> that was funny. That's that's the interaction I wanted more from this film. Uh, Ted Cord, he's alive. Ooh. Yay. Squeakle incoming. Squeakle incoming. I don't know what his revelation of him being alive does for a sequel. He's um, uncovered something, and that's why he was missing this whole time. A greater threat than... Uh, oh, my God. I forgot her name. I called Victoria her... Victoria Cord. Hillary. Wait. Yes. It could also be because I know they're like other scarabs, right? Yes, there are. The Reach is the... Color-coded? The Reach is the uh, the alien race that created the Scarabs. Um, they could very much bring the Reach in if they like in a sequel. Um, this film, again, is in a very interesting place as far as it is technically still part of the DCEU. Um, it's listed under the DCEU as the 14th film. Yes, this is not official DCU. Don't get it twisted. All right. Wait, wait, what? This film is not official James Gunn DCU. However, the character of Jaime and this story can be retained for the DCU. It can be. There's a reason why James Gunn set, like gave the green light to continue with this movie. I mean, James Gunn gave the green light to Flash. The green uh, James Gunn did not give the green light for Flash to appear in his DCU. No, we don't know that yet. He he, he hasn't he hasn't said it for he hasn't said it for Flash, but he has said it for Blue Beetle, exactly. a right. film that came out way later. Good. So Good. I I'm think just it's saying, very, just because James Gunn gives a green light doesn't mean you know. Get your facts straight. Just, no, I got my God, facts. Green light does not terrible. mean good. Green light you're does terrible. not always mean good. I hope to wow. see him again. I hope to see Sholo again. But we must worship our God, Kevin Feige. I yeah. do not call for that, no. Uh, yeah, just... He's just been screwing everything up for the last three years. Yes, like, blame okay. everything on Kevin. Oh, oh, shielding. Don't blame everything on Kevin. Kevin, it's Kevin. Fault. Leave him alone. That we would like to discuss as we start to wrap up. Um, I have a question for the table. Okay, as a as a third party non Hispanic member of the Yonko table, the debate is: Is Jaime Reyes the Blue Beetle? Um, well, I, you know, let me just ask this because I think it's unfair to just go ahead and uh line it up with another. Uh, prominent superhero for another particular group of people. What is Jaime Reyes and Blue Beetle to you? 
as far as this film, as far as representation, what is this film? What is this character to you? It doesn't have to be anything. I just know there is a conversation going around what this film means to people. I think it's a very like a very important film like for Hispanics because again it's the first Hispanic superhero that's like protagonist on the live action screen. And hopefully like the first of many and again it's just like we're there we're at the, we're on the big screen. Like we have our like we have a hero as I would like as we could say. So I think that's like very important and I'm glad that this movie was was really good because it, like I would have been very sad being like oh the first Hispanic superhero movie was a dud and it wasn't thank god uh so yeah for me it's very, very important hopefully it spurs many more our black panther no no <laughs> well here's why I say that because I agree I think it is it's nice to see just like positive fun representation. I think when you put Black Panther Black Panther in the context of like when it came out, uh, how people went to the theater, how it was an event, what it meant not only for like building on the MCU, but like specifically for the Black and African community, this, it doesn't equate. Right. Um, and I don't think, also I don't think it's fair to try to compare them. Uh, just like it's the same I feel the same in terms of like Spider-Verse too. Like they're doing different things. Um, and so I think it's okay to just have it on its own and say, we have Latinx representation that is like positive, that is fun, that does involve elements that feel really familiar, but I don't think we should be comparing it to something that feels completely different and that had a completely different impact. Um, so as far as like what it means to me, I think it it was like just a good time. And it was nice to see things that felt familiar, but I wouldn't say that like, you know, I felt the same as I did with some other films that I watched um, and saw myself in, uh, because I don't think that was the point of this film. Um, I think Black Panther was trying to do something completely different. I think Spider-Verse is trying to do something different. And I think it's okay to have all of those things exist differently at the same time. Yeah, no, I'm a Dr. Mondo on this one too. I I, I definitely like um, the family element and how they showcased it throughout the film. Uh, and I think, feel like that representation matters um, in the context of showing a live action superhero from the Hispanic community at the forefront and actually it being a good movie. I, I think I would have been really PO'd if this movie was really bad. So I'm like, oh, well, great. There, there goes the first debut um but I, it was fun it was fun it was it wasn't anything profound it was it, it wasn't like anything um you know I, I i don't see this being nominated at the oscars in any capacity uh but it was fun i liked it um it was a great time yeah and to echo off that note um it was just a fun movie to go into the theaters and watch um i laughed i cried i was drawn in the whole time um was this supposed to be something that was world building and earth shattering and like giving us everything that we needed and more no and i don't think that that was the intention was that the intention for black panther yes did it rise to that occasion absolutely yes oh i think black oh 
Oh, but, oh, Grandmaster's shaking his head. Oh. Um, but I do think that Blue Beetle did a great job with its first um, Latinx-led um, movie. Um, and you get the family dynamic within a an outlet that is going to be watched by a lot of people. And um, I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, I do prefer, and I I mean I, I didn't get to see this movie because it was never released. But um, I'm I'm glad that Blue Beetle had a better review than um, if they were to release Batgirl just to release Batgirl. Um, from what we hear in the production studios of it not doing too well, um, I'm glad that this was the first Latinx-led film that we got to see in a superhero world um, since it had such positive reviews. I think, um, well, one, I'm glad this film made it to the theaters because with the Batgirl, both of them were slated to be HBO Max releases at first. Um, so I'm glad this film actually made it to the theaters. Um, I'm always for uh, representation as far as communities feeling seen, heard, uh, you know, someone they can identify with. I'm always that. I feel Black Panther did that. Shang-Chi did that. And now you could throw Blue Beetle in the mix. You can even throw in, you know, Wonder Woman did that for women. Uh, Captain Marvel, uh, you know. Pick and choose whatever you like, but, you know, as we continue down the superhero films in these more intricate universes, I'm I'm team, bring on the diversity, bring on the representation. But, you know, I don't think any film truly ever strives, this is why I was shaking my head, I don't think any film truly strives to be earth-shattering or groundbreaking. I think at the core of all these films where we see, you know, just a really good film that does really well as far as, you know, this representation goes and whatnot. I think at the heart, the people just want to make a film that they genuinely will love and genuinely can put their heart into. And that is what you get with films like Black Panther, Blue Beetle, you know, Shang-Chi. I don't think it's a matter of we we're here to break records and we're here to be a cultural phenomenon i think what it really comes down to is that if they take pride in the their craft and people see that pride the people will show out and i think that's what's happening uh here with a lot of these films unfortunately you know blue beetle dc is still a mess and the marketing for this film was not there uh so you know i worry about it as far as it's you know box office run but I think if people do come out to this movie, they will have an enjoyable time. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect film, but I think it is, as y'all said, a lot of fun. And as we talked about, they nail a lot of, you know, the things that we said were good. And uh, there's hope for Jaime Reyes in the future. And there's hope for other entities of, you know, what it means to be represented on superhero screens in the future. Um do we need to get final scores or everybody's sentiments should be a score enough? I would say an eight. Yeah, like 8.5 for me. 4.5. Out of five. Out of five. Oh, oh. God, come on. Put two and two. Put it together. That's my 
my fault. Oh, um, I give it a, about like an eight point seven, about a nine. Yeah, I'm. I do out of five, like three and a half out of five. Um, I was a seven originally. <laughs> this conversation has boosted me to a seven point seven point eight. Yay! We love. That's it. good. It's good. Um, okay. Blue Beetle, everybody. That is it from us here at the Yonko table talking about Blue Beetle. Uh go watch this movie if you haven't already. Uh, but hey, I mean, we tackled basically the whole plot, not in linear order, but um there's a lot of film, fun to be had with this film. Uh so go see it while you can. Uh Folks at DC and Warner Brothers, please pay your actors and your writers. Enough of this. Um, I'd hate to hear how these folks were not paid for this, nor the streams that it gets, because I'm sure it's going to thrive when it's released for streaming. Pay your people. Goodness gracious. Tired of saying this. Um, but goodness, uh, we'll help see Blue Beetle again and James Gunn's DCU, the Gunverse. Uh, hope to see more representation down the line. And Give us characters we can invest in, and uh, we will show out every time. DC or Marvel, okay? Um, that's it from us at the Yonko Table. Uh, thank you for listening on your various podcast stations, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for following us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and of course, if you ever want to continue the discourse you heard on this pod, please join our Discord with the link below, and we'll gladly combat you and duke it out with you. And whether or not you like this movie or not, we will. We will. Uh, we're always ready to fight. Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. How shall we close this out? Um, oh, we didn't talk about the music. The music in the film was really good. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs>